welcome to Top 100 Folk Tales, your pets, your kids, and you should listen to Ohia and the Thieving Deer, a West African folk tale by William Barker and Cecilia Sinclair, written by Nuprosta. There once lived up on the earth a poor man called Ohia, whose wife was named Havirehu. This unfortunate couple had suffered one trouble after another. No matter what they took in hand, misfortune seemed to lie in wait for them. Nothing they did met with the success. They became so poor that at last they could scarcely obtain a cloth with which to cover themselves. Finally, Ohia thought of a plan which many of his neighbors had tried and found successful. He went to a wealthy farmer who lived near and offered to hurt down several of his palm trees. He would then collect their sap to make palm wine. When this should be ready for the market, his wife would carry it there and sell it. The proceeds would then be divided equally between the farmer Ohia and Avirehu. This proposal had been laid before the farmer. He proved quite willing to agree to it. Not only so, but he granted Ohia a supply of earthen pots in which to collect the sap, but the miserable man was far too poor to buy any. In great delight, Ohia and his wife set to work. They cut down the trees and prepared them, setting the pots underneath to catch the sap. Before cock crow on market day, Ohia set off with a lighted torch to collect the wine and prepare it for his wife to take into the town. She was almost ready to follow. To his great distress, on arriving at the first tree, instead of finding his earth earthen pot filled with a sweet sap, he saw it lying in pieces on the ground the wine all gone. He went on the second and third trees, but there, and at all at the others, too, the same thing had happened. His wife, in high spirits and ready for market, joined him at this moment. She saw at once by his face that some misfortune had again befallen him. Sorrowfully, they examined the mischief and agreed that some wicked person had stolen the wine and then broken the pots to hide the theft. Avirehu returned home in despair, but Ohia set to work once more. He fetched a second supply of pots and placed them ready to catch the sap. On his return next morning, he found that the same behavior had been repeated. All his wine was again stolen and his pots in fragments. He had no resource but to go to the farmer and tell him of these fresh misfortunes. The farmer proved to be very kind and generous and gave orders that Ohia might have as many pots as he should require. Once more, the poor fellow returned to the palm trees and set his pots ready. This third attempt, however, met with no better result than the two previous. Ohia went home in despair. His wife was of the opinion that they should give up trying to overcome their evil fortunes. It was quite evident that they could never attain success. The husband, however, determined that at least he would find and punish the culprit if that were possible. Accordingly, he bravely set his pots in order for the last time. When night came, he remained on guard among the trees. Midnight passed and nothing happened. But toward two o'clock in the morning, a dark form glided him to the nearest palm tree. A moment after, he heard the sound of a breaking pot. He stole up to the form, and approaching it, he found that the thief was a bush deer, carrying on his head a large jar, 
into which it was pouring the wine from Ochia's pot. As it emptied them, it threw them carelessly on the ground, breaking them in pieces. Ochia ventured a little nearer, intending to see the culprit. The latter, however, was too quick for him and escaped, dropping his great pot on the ground as he ran. The deer was very fleet, but Ohia had fully determined to catch him, so followed. The chase continued over many miles until midday arrived, at which time they had reached the bottom of a high hill. The deer immediately began to climb, and Ohia, though almost tired out, still followed. Finally, the summit of the hill was reached, and there Ohia found himself in the midst of a great gathering of quadrupeds. The deer, panting, threw himself on the ground before King Tiger. Footnote. Tiger is a, in the West African stories is a leopard. His Majesty commanded that Ohia should be brought before him to be punished for this intrusion into such a serious meeting. Ohia begged for a hearing before they condemned him. He wished to explain fully his presence there. King Tiger, after consulting with some of the other animals, agreed to listen to his tale. Through Rabban, Ohia began the story of his unfortunate life. He told how one trial after another had failed, and how finally he had thought of the palm wine. He described his feelings on discovering the first theft after all his labor. He related his second, third, and fourth attempts, which the result of each. He then went to tell of his chase after the thief, and thus explained his presence at the conference. The quadrupeds listened very attentively to the recital of Ohia's troubles. At the conclusion, they anonymously agreed that the deer was the culprit and the man blameless. The former was accordingly sentenced to punishment, while the latter received an apology in the name of the entire conference. Kintyre, it appeared, had each morning given deer a large sum of money wherewith to purchase palm wine for the whole assembly. The deer had stolen the wine and kept the money. To make up to Ohia for his losses, King Tiger offered him as a gift the power of understanding the conversation of all animals. This said he would speedily make Ohia a rich man. But he attached one condition to the gift. Ohia must never, on pain of instant death, tell anyone about his wonderful power. The poor man, much delighted, set off for home. When it was reached, he lost no time in setting to work at his palm trees again. From that day, his troubles seemed over. His wine was never interfered with, and he and Averehu became more and more prosperous and happy. One morning, while he was bathing in a pool quite close to his house, he heard a hen and her chickens talking together in his garden. He listened and distantly heard a chicken tell mother hen about three jars of gold buried in Ohia's garden. Then the hen bade the chicken be careful, lest her master should see her scraping near the gold and so discover it. Ohia pretended to take no notice of what they were seeing, and went away. Presently, when mother hen and her brood had gone, he came back and commenced to dig into the part of the garden. To his great joy, he soon found three large jars of gold. They contained enough money to keep him in comfort all his life. He was careful, however, not to mention his treasure to anyone but his wife. He hid it safely inside his house. Soon 
he and Avirejo had become one of the richest couples in the neighborhood and owned quite a large amount of property. Oya thought he could afford now to keep a second wife, so he married again. Unfortunately, the new wife did not all resemble Avirejo. The latter had always been a good, kind, honest woman. The new wife was a very jealous and selfish disposition. In addition to this, she was lame and continually imagined that people were making fun of her defect. She took the idea into her head that Ohia and Avirejo went together were in the habit of laughing at her. Nothing was farther from their thoughts, but she refused to believe so. Whenever she saw them together, she would stand and listen outside the door to hear what they were saying. Of course, she never succeeded in hearing anything about herself. At last, one evening, Uhya and Avirehu had gone to bed. The latter was fast asleep when Uhya heard the conversation, which amused him very much. A couple of mice in one corner of the room were arranging to go to the larder to get some food as soon as their master, who was watching them, was asleep. Ohia, thinking this was a good joke, laughed outright. His lame wife heard him and rushed into the room. She thereupon accused him of making fun of her again at Avirehu. The astonished husband, of course, denied this, but to no purpose. The jealous woman insisted that if there he were laughing at an innocent joke, he would at once tell it to her. This Ohia could not do without breaking his promise to King Tiger. His refusal fully confirmed the lame woman's suspicious, and she did not rest till she had laid the whole matter before the chief. He, being an intimate friend of Ohia, tried to persuade him to reveal the joke and set the matter on the rest. Ohia naturally was most unwilling to do anything of the sort. The persistent woman gave the chief no peace till she summoned her husband to answer her charge before the assembly. Finding no way to escape from the difficulty, Ohia prepared for death. He first called all his friends and relatives to a great feast and bade them farewell. Then he put his affairs in order, bequeathed all his gold to the faithful Avirehu and his property to his son and servants. When he had finished, he went to the assembly place where the people of the neighborhood were gathered together. He first took leave of the chief and then commenced his tale. He related the story of his many misfortunes, of his adventure with the deer, and of his promise to King Tiger. Finally, he explained the cause of his lother, which had annoyed his wife. And so speaking, he felt that, as the tiger had warned him. He was buried amid great mourning, for everyone had liked it and respected him. The jealous woman had caused her husband death, was seized and burnt as a witch. Her ashes were then scattered to the four winds of heaven, and it's owing to this unfortunate fact that jealousy and selfishness are so widespread through the world, whereas before they scarcely existed. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed the story, please share it with your friends and family. If you learned something, share it in the comments. Please subscribe to our channel and leave a like. Thank you.